When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of World Cup Fracas, powered by Social Media Group. I'm your host, Chris, and joining me today to talk about all things FIFA World Cup. We're coming to the end. I can't believe we're so close to the, the finish line now. It's absolutely insane. Seems like so long ago. It didn't actually, actually it doesn't even seem that long ago that we, start, we started rebranding and kind of talking about the World Cup, where it's been absolutely smashing competition. And joining me to talk about that, I've got Sean, Julian, and Mike. Gents, how are we all doing today? Yeah, all good, man. All good, bro. All good, bro. Yeah, How are good. you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm looking forward to breaking up from work. Um, like we were talking about, just the joys in working in the specific sectors that we do it means I get a little bit of an extended break. I'm able to use two days of annual leave, which is also really nice. So, um, so yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a it's been a long year, so uh, let's get it. But I'm looking forward to ending um, the World Cup on a bright note. You know, the the final is now solidified. We're gonna get. The match, I think the matchup we kind of all, well, yeah, we all, I think we all kind of wanted this matchup in a way. Argentina versus France, two big hitters, two, one of the best of their generations, and Mbappe and Messi going up against each other. But before we do get onto that, we're going to talk about the semi finals. Um, but before we do even talk about that, we're going to talk about the live show that is happening this Sunday where you can watch that final. And listen, this has been selling out quick, and there's only a few early bird tickets remaining. So do hit the link in the description for this podcast as we'll be doing a live show from 2.30 to 7.30 at Trapdoor 02 in Greenwich. Well, of course, it's going to be in Greenwich at the 02. Uh, so it's the biggest. It's our biggest show yet. There's going to be food and drinks available and prize to be won. And you can see some of your favourite cast members from Kef, Touchy Gunas, Chessyawa, Mugger, and even Spurs, if you like that kind of thing. And if you like that kind of thing, fair enough. Um, but yeah, do be sure to get your tickets today as the early bird is still available. And we're looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. But before we do actually start talking about the games, I want to talk about the moments that we've had in this World Cup so far. It's been a real good World Cup for moments, which I think has been setting it apart from its counterparts in previous years. So, Sean, I'm going to start with you. What's been your favourite moment of this World Cup so far? Mm, that's 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 a tough one, man. I've um, just generally speaking, I've, I've uh, I wasn't looking forward to this World Cup, but I have to say I've enjoyed it a lot more than I initially thought I would enjoy it, man. So. Um, but I think I'll just go for one of the obvious ones, man. The Saudi Arabia Argentina game, boy, I thought that was that was nuts. Just how it transpired, how it happened. Um, just the fact that you know Saudi Arabia not even ranked in the top fifty. Argentina had gone like thirty six games unbeaten prior to that. They were everyone, well, a lot of people's pre tournament favourites along with Brazil. So the fact that transpired after the first game, it was it was just mad, and like I thought Saudi Arabia played out of their skin. Um, so yeah, I thought. That was just a great moment, and you know there, there were a lot of upsets like that. But I think, yeah, personally, that that was that was my favorite one, just because it and it came so early in the tournament as well. So yeah, yeah, that, that was probably mine. Early in the tournament and early in the day, I was I was at the office like watching it like yeah, on that yeah, really yeah. shitty ITV hub where it's like three <laughs> minutes behind, 
So everyone else in the group just going, oh my god, I can't believe this. I'm like, oh, I'm not even there yet. So <laughs> it was one of those ones. That was it was it was a shock for sure, man. Um, but yeah, those ten o'clock games, those ten o'clock games, man, we, we cannot replace. They will live long in the memory bank, and we will uh, <laughs> ah wait for it to come back. Mike, how about you? What's been your favorite uh, moment of the World Cup so far? I think for me, it's that Messi, the Messi assist for the third Argentina goal, because. Mm. I think in many ways he's defined this tournament. Like a lot of us, especially for kind of like our age, kind of like late twenties, early thirties, you've essentially watched this man play for like his entire career. You watched him when you were at school. You watched him when you were at university. You watched him when you, you know, maybe wife your first serious girlfriend, whatever it might be. But like you've watched this guy throughout every single phase of your life. Man did the Ellis roadmap, you know? What Bro, guy? listen, <laughs> this is this means a lot to the man them, you know. This means a lot to the brothers. Like this guy has been the constant in our lives through this this period we've all gone through. So to see him produce that like, one moment with the magic, and it's just like there's been so much talk about the defender, Garvidal, I think that's how you pronounce it. I mean, he's a good player, by the way. He really is a good player. But the way mm-hmm. Messi just undressed him, like just made it look so light. You just think this guy is just he is just like regardless of what happens on Sunday, that is this is the best footballer any of us will, will ever watch in our lifetimes. Like, he is just the best. So, like, for me, just seeing him produce one more moment of magic, see Argentina's place in the final, doing this thing again, best moment of the tournament for me. I couldn't agree more. Do you think he needs that World Cup to kind of really solidify the legacy? Not really. I just, for him, it, does, it doesn't look good on his CV to lose two World Cup finals, I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't mm, lie. No, I agree. Um, it doesn't look good on his CV to, to get there and to not get over the line. Um, and I think it depends on how we lose as well. I think against against Germany, if you look at that game, they probably like they had enough chances to win that game. Um, people, that was a Higuain disaster class, bro. You yeah. won't see heavy Higuain tax. Exactly. So I feel like I do feel like it just doesn't look good in the CV to lose two, but he doesn't need it because what he's produced in the last fifteen years or so is just pure magic. Like we've seen. For me, I think we place sometimes too much weight on like team trophies to judge a player. When we can just look at what he's done for the last 15 years and be like, no, this guy is the best footballer we've all watched in our entire lives. and Nothing's going to get better than this. So does he need it? No, but would, is it ideal to lose two World Cup finals for Lionel Messi? No. So, do, do, you know, do you know what it is? Yeah, it's just for those casuals that, you know, are yeah. always like, oh, yeah, yeah, only rate man. You know, those people who only tune into international tournaments and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. can only enter these debates. But like us guys who have watched him for the past like 15, yeah. 20 years, you, we know the real. Like he doesn't need this for his legacy, but it will end any, not that it's a debate anyway, but it will end any cause of debate. Do you know what I mean? For me, yeah. like, it was solidified a long time ago, but the fact that he's having, at the age of 35, an all-timer, you know, World Club, um, World Cup in itself as well, you know, because the fact of the matter is, if we're being honest, you know, the last 18 months, he hasn't been that great at PSG. So, um, yeah. you know, so he's he's proper running it back. And, you know, like you said, the stuff against Holland, um, what he produced against Croatia as well. So, I just I would love I love for it to end on on that positive note, but it, it doesn't matter. But I need it I need it, man, for his legacy. I need it. Yeah, it's just for like the casual fans, like you said, the people are saying, "Oh, he hasn't won the World Cup yet." And I think those people, if he loses two World Cup finals as well, they can add that to kind of their annoying argument. Like it, for me, it doesn't change anything. He can lose three, four World Cup finals if he wants. He's still the goat, the goat for me. Um, but yeah, just to shut the argument down completely, I need it more than you believe. Heavy pet. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of heavy pet references, I guess, today. Um, Julian, how about you? Oh, man. When you talk about World Cup moments, when you talk about uh, things that you remember forever, I must say, um, seeing Ronaldo cry 
is going to be. No, I'm joking. Nah, it's not, nah, nah, it's not bad. Nah, it's not no, bad. no, 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 no. I, listen, <laughs> it's, listen. You, you, you know me. You, you know me. You know I, you know, embrace. If anything, I encourage a, a culture of hating. Um, so if that's what, if you want to have that as your moment, you can have that. No, no, no. It's not. It's not my moment. It was. It was amazing to see. You know, blood of my enemies. Um, but yeah, nah. It, it wouldn't be that for me. It would definitely be Japan. Um, going through because I felt like what this World Cup will represent when we look back is that underdog stories and kind of the big teams kind of going out to the teams that we wouldn't expect. So even seeing Morocco in the semi-final yesterday, um, Japan going through, um, um, Croatia going through in the fashion that they did as well. Um, you know, um, Saudi Arabia having their moment, um, like Sean mentioned earlier. Um, so it's just, I think stuff like that is what we'll remember when we look back at this World Cup. Even South Korea going through. Um, the Uruguay and Ghana, who are um, well-established on national national teams. So Japan and that, I think it was, I don't know if it was a, a 15 minutes of madness where it was, will they go through? Are they um, are they going through? Um, who's going through? Is Germany going through? Are they, will they get enough goals? Um, will Spain still go through? And Japan ending it on top was, yeah, it, it, was, it was very nasty. Humble team, um, you know, the fans humble, very humble as well. And yeah, man, and they're very excited as well. So to see Japan go through was 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 like yeah that would be my highlight of the tournament so far. Also gave us that iconic image of Kai Havertz holding that man of the match award, um, which was pretty uh, <laughs> which was pretty great. Yeah, as well. that was amazing. <laughs> I you know I, I'm going to keep the culture of hater going. Um, you know some listeners might not like it. I know Mike's not going to like it, but listen, when Harry Kane missed that penalty, boy. Boy, I was conflicted. I won't lie to you. I was, I was very Listen. conflicted. I was like, for England, I was gutted. Harry Kane I hating. Was... Listen, I was gutted for England. Very gutted. It's a, it's a, it's a squad full of good lads. Good use, man. And if it would have been any other player, I'd have been a little bit heartbroken. But Mister, don't give me two chances. He steps up. He misses the second chance. He's gonna to have to hold that, unfortunately. So, um, so yeah, that would be my my moment of the tournament so far. You know, as, as a little bit of hating goes on. But now, on all serious note, um, the Morocco victory against Portugal, uh, that's probably definitely my moment of the tournament so far. Just seeing the emotion, you know, of all those fans and, and, and those players, and they put an absolute, they put just put they put in an absolute shift every single game. Um, you know, passion, energy. And you even saw it in, in that loss to France. They just never gave up. There's a never say die mentality in that. And that sense of kind of camaraderie, which is what you really want from, you know, that kind of dark horse team in the World Cup. But yeah, let's get stuck into um, yesterday's games and just a bit of a broad overview. Um, after the performances we saw, you know, obviously um, Argentina against Croatia and France against Morocco, who gave you the most confidence going into this final out of those performances? Sean, I'll start with you. No, I... I um... Uh, we were having this discussion, yeah, and um, you know, with international football, because it's not, you know, you only need seven games to win this whole competition, essentially, you know, three, three in the group stage and four in the knockout round, so you can get away with like the worst haramble. Like I've got such an agenda against Didier Deschamps, but generally it doesn't matter because you know this guy's now gone back to back in a, you know, two World Cups. He also reached the final of Euro twenty sixteen. So my hating isn't really coming to no avail, do you know what I mean? So, and I think this, the style that he sets out, I don't, I'm not sure it's sustainable over like the course of a league season, but it's perfectly suited to knockout football. 
You know, yep. whereas, you know, sometimes we talk about Pep and you see how his teams are, the philosophy that he sets out is set out to like batter like leagues. But, you know, sometimes in just one-off games, um, he can get caught out. So, yeah, man, I just, there's so much quality within that French team that they can mitigate. They can afford to, you know, see possession. They can afford to drop into like a low compact block um, and rely on individual talent. And I think that's a lot of what Deschamps does. I don't think there's any like great like method to like his madness in terms of what he does, man. And I just feel um, they're strong enough overall as a unit. There's no obvious weak link, even though, you know, Rabiot and Shulamani as a, as a partnership, it's probably, it's it obviously, it's not as good as Pogba Kante was in the last World Cup, but solid, does the job, provides the right platform for, um, for you know, the forwards to do their thing. And I have to say, I have to give Griezmann his props. I think that brother's been great this tournament. Um, you know, I didn't actually think he could play as well, as deep as he has done. I think he's done really, really well, man. So, they're my favourites for the final. Not that I want them to win. I want, you know, I want, I want a messy, you know, fairy tale. But I can't see past them, man. You know, I can't see past them. I feel like they're less prone to errors than you know that Argentina backline. They are, you know, I was listening to reporters talk about. There's just an element of ruthless and inevitability, inevitability about France mm-hmm. that they have. That you know, even when they're under the cost, you look quarterfinals. I thought England outplayed them. England were a better team. Yesterday, um, semi-finals, Morocco were the better team. They outplayed them, but they seem to be able to weather storms really well in games. Um, and they, you know, they pick their moments. And I think essentially that's what tournament football is about. It's having the decisive moments and having that level of resilience defensively. And it's hard to look past them, man. I tweeted earlier on today, um, they've reached four out of the last seven World Cup finals. So, wow. you know, 98, 2098, they won. 2006, they lost, um, you know, 2018, they won, and now again in 2022. So, four out of the last seven World Cups um, finals, they've been there, man, and it's hard to look against them. And when you even look at the team, the squad's not even old, you know. They're always producing, you know, so much, so much talent. Um, so, that conveyor belt they have is just ridiculous, man. So, whilst I would like Argentina to win, I just feel like Messi's going to crash it again. I mean, sorry, Mbappe's going to crash it again, just like he did in 2018. Um, that's kind of my prediction. So, so... So many gems, obviously. What what you said there showed. Um, trying to unpack it all is just, yeah. Oh wow, that, that is that was an unbelievable uh, assessment. So I mean, that, that Griezmann remontada has been absolutely insane when you think about it. Um, well, I think we all kind of thought, uh, and Mike, I'll come to you on this. We all we all kind of thought he was washed, obviously coming into this, and that that realm of space that Deschamps has given him to kind of drop back, how he's how he's getting in. You can see him, you know, he's defending and he's attacking output. It's been absolutely insane. What have you thought about his um, performance in this tournament so far? Yeah, I think it goes to show you that sometimes we as fans can be quick to write players off. Like, I'm sure a lot of us were thinking, like, he's got nothing left. You know, he's washed, he's this, he's that. And then on the biggest stage, he's basically been, apart from Messi and Mbappe, he's been the best player at the tournament. If not, you can make a case that he's been the best player. You know, he's been, he's been in most of France's games, in, in all of the games he started, definitely he's been the best player. Um, one of the best players um, and again yesterday sometimes the stuff he's doing is like the dirty work he's like winning tackles he's tracking back but then also in the final third he's able to play those kind of killer passes to, to get Mbappe in behind to get Griezmann I think he played one to get um to get Drew in behind I could be wrong but yeah he just he's just like become this kind of all action all round number eight slash number ten player and like literally no one saw this coming like I think Pogba was posting on Instagram saying he's doing a Kante impression basically with the way he's playing 
and he's not far off it. Like he's literally like I think at the the live show on, on Saturday, Harold called him a, a number ten destroyer, and that's literally what he is. He's all actually number mm. ten, who does like number eight stuff that number eights do in terms of winning the ball back, you know, t- tracking back, covering space. He's just a proper pro- Griezmann's always been a proper player, and I remember. I think I saw a tweet earlier this week about if you look at tournaments from 2014 up until 2022, you could make a strong case that Griezmann's been the best tournament player in the world. So Euro 2016, he's probably the best player at that tournament. Um, obviously, France yeah. is the final, but he's the best player. In 2018, France win the World Cup and he's one of their better players. Um, so yeah, part, like in most tournaments, Griezmann's a player that really rises it. Since 2014, he's been like a proper, proper tournament player. Um so yeah, man, hats off to him. And, and and also, I know a lot of people aren't fans of Deschamps. I'm not someone who's a particular fan of his, but we have to also credit the manager because the manager's seen what he can offer as a footballer, put him in this role and he's shining. That's like, you know, something that sometimes managers don't get credit for those sorts of things, but I think we should give him credit that he's repurposed a footballer who, for a lot of people, was past his best, no, no longer got it. He's repurposed a footballer and put him in a role where he's actually thriving and, and performing to an exceptionally high level. So yeah, hats off to Deschamps. And I, I, I just echoing what Sean said. I do think that I do think France have the edge just because when it comes to tournaments, when it comes to big games, like we saw that against England and we saw that yesterday against Morocco, it's all about playing in moments. It is all about playing in moments and, t- and seizing your moments. And I think France do that better than anyone in the world. In that, even against England, like they didn't play that well. Like they didn't play that well at all. But they had the moments. The, the Griezmann cross for for Giroud's goal. True, many goal. Oh. Like they, they, they just thrive in those big, big moments. And I feel like yeah. if we did come down to moments on 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 Sunday, I just think France have got more players capable of those moments. Whether it's Griezmann, as we've spoken about, Mbappe, Giroud, even Dembele. Like he hasn't had a moment yet, but you wouldn't bet against him having a moment. And then they've got players on the bench that can have moments. I feel like with with Argentina, they're a very like aggressive, functional side that rely a lot on Messi to produce those little moments of magic. But if he's not doing anything, if there's a way that France can, can mark him out of the game, I do fear that Argentina haven't got enough beyond Messi to, to really hurt France. Um, on top of that, obviously, the PMP of France might hurt Argentina. But yeah, man, Griezmann, amazing tournament so far. I think, I feel like he's sort of player that would rise it in a final as well, man. Rise it in a final, put in another big performance. So yeah, I'm finding it hard to look against look look past France. But I do hope that Messi just got one more in him. Just one more in him, man. I need that special messy moment and not on the big stage. We need it bad, man. Um, but yeah, I think that, that talk about kind of individual moments and those individual moments of class kind of leading to, to leading to victory, really. I mean, it's, it's really personified by Mbappe for the second goal. I mean, what he did there in terms of the close quartersness and his dribbling and then getting the ball through, um, which is absolutely unbelievable. It's one of the, yeah, I had to rewind it twice just to make sure yeah. I, was, I was seeing it properly. Here's a question for you guys, actually, as we head into the final. Sorry to take your, your job here, Krish, but I was having a debate with Farouk in the Coppin chat yesterday about who you think has been the player of the tournament so far. So I was saying, I said before yesterday's game, I said I thought it was Mbappe, just because he's not scored any penalties, is the first thing. So all of his goals have been from open play. And I feel mm. like there's been some moments he's produced where I'm just like, obviously Messi's produced some mad moments too. But like, I'm thinking about the two goals against Poland. I'm thinking about the moment he produced for the second goal yesterday. I still, it's, I think they're probably level him and Messi, and maybe Messi's slightly ahead of him because of the assist the other night. But where are you guys like heading into that final? Who do you guys, who do you guys think's been a better player um, so far this World Cup? I, w- I would say Messi um, because yeah. I feel like Messi has been more consistent throughout. Um, even in okay. games where he hasn't necessarily scored, 
Um, I feel like he's had moments where he's assisted or he's kind of just played generally well or been able to set up play, been able to dribble past players or been able to open up play and make that pass, that decisive pass, which kind of gets the kind of gets the goal or gets the attack going. And with Mbappe, I in games where I don't feel like he's played well, he's been alive, but he hasn't been as influential to the win. But uh, Messi has kind of done that throughout the whole tournament. So I'll definitely give it to Messi. Um, even probably, yeah, depending on how the final goes, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it to Messi. No, I, I agree with Julian as well. I didn't. I wasn't impressed with, obviously, he had that moment that led to the second goal yesterday, but I wasn't impressed generally with Mbappe yesterday. I wasn't impressed with him against England either. I, I think in the knockouts generally, I think he's been quite quiet. Whereas if you compare it mm. to Messi, uh, Australia, last 16, golden assist, right? And then he had that crazy 10-minute period at the end where he was just like, Running it back, was, and he yeah, was great. Yeah. And Lautaro, that remontada. Was, yeah, Lautaro yeah. was having a disaster class in that um, Australia game at the end. Holland, he had but that ridiculous the, the assist. Yeah, yeah. For Melina, for Melina, right for that first goal, um, mm. you know, and he was yeah, he was key in there, and then against Croatia. So I just think in every game he's had key contributions, and I think he's been yeah, he is yeah. literally heavily influential. Like it is a case of. Essentially, Argentina are playing for my man this tournament. You know, previous yeah. tournaments, I was looking back to the team that um, lost to France in the last World Cup. They had like Marcus Rojo. They had they had some bums, boy, some big, big But They had Christian Pavon. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, bro, how, how could these guys be playing with Messi? No wonder, bro, he's been carrying them. So, but at least these guys, most of them are competent, you know, in this team. And it's, so it's just a case of hopefully the bozos don't mess up and Messi can do his team at the last minute. So, yeah, I think for me... Because I actually think Griezmann's been arguably more influential than Mbappe, even though Mbappe's yeah. probably had more, obviously, goal contributions. But I think Griezmann <clears throat> has been sick nearly every game that I've watched France personally. So, you know, I think there's even maybe a greater argument um, that, you know, Griezmann could be a shot. But I think I agree with you based on, I think essentially the best player will go to whoever wins, maybe on, yeah. on Sunday. It's because, a big um, showdown, man. They've both got five yeah. goals. Uh, Messi's got three assists and Mbappe's got two assists. So, mm. literally, you know, it's very, very tight, neck and neck. Obviously, Giroud and uh, Giroud's got four and Alvarez has got four as well. So, there's 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 a lot of states of play, you know, come Sunday. But, yeah, man, for me, I still have Messi at number one at the moment. But it might change come Sunday. I'm going to Amrabat, man. <laughs> nah, right, he's yeah, been yeah. sick though. He's been sick, and that guy next right. to him, Unahi, Una, Una, is brave. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a baller. Bring that guy. Right. Yeah, he's techie. Yeah, yeah, was Unahi the one that done that overhead kick yesterday? No, no, I don't, no. I don't that's, think a, that's a defender. Him, that was a defender. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but that Unahi guy is techie, Wait, bro. But you know, yeah. North Africans generally like them Algerians. Them guys, their tech is so clean, bro. Like, yeah. and even like. You know, most of the games in the tournament, they've been playing like very reactive. But yesterday, you saw when they got on the ball, they were dominating, bro. Mm. They were popping it back. Like them, like Nahi and Ziyech, they were doing some nice link up on the right. Technically very competent. Very yeah, competent. Yeah, I said, yeah, I said, yeah. And, and I remember Unahi, because even um after the game where they beat Spain, Luis Enrique was like, yeah, yeah, this Unahi, brother. I don't know where he's come from. Like, he's cold. <laughs> so I had to go and do some research as well, bro. And I saw that he's playing for the team that are bottom of like French league, like league R. But you see, League I is crazy like that, bro. There's always some one-away talents that you can just pick up there, boy. Any type, PMP, techie guys. There's always yeah, there's, there's talent in that I, league, I was, but yeah. I was watching the game, yeah, and I was... You know when you go goals and you're playing with the Arab man, then, and all they do is just ball oh, control, no passing, <laughs> just straight dribbling. And I was watching the game thinking, 
This is this is Arab Mandem in goals at the prime time, prime time because boy, I loved it. Even yesterday, um, even though the the, the score was two 0 at the end, I feel like the score the score flat to the team. So I felt like um, Shah mm. Morocco man, they they played good, they played quite well. I feel like they were still quite aggressive. I feel like they again Unahi Amrabat were still doing what they needed to do. That Amrabat tackle on Mbappe showed him levels. I felt. I felt like even even Ziyech, um, he wasn't as good as he normally is, but still picking up the ball, driving forward with it, and before even before he came off, he was a bit needy. But yeah, man, no, I'm not gonna lie, that, that Morocco performance, they they can go out with their heads held high. Um, well, we we you saying yeah, them 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 man's ex dribbles are off the charts here. Ex dribbles <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> yeah, off the charts. They, they have to even make up a new stat for them because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. They like it was prime time. Arab man, them at, at goals, man, like whole time Morocco because yeah, they, they put in a good performance. Hey, listen, man, her BB Pep ball has been moving me this tournament. It's been listen, he's bringing back the feeling. And the mad thing is, it's all of For them. Sure, all of them are techie. One, if you're a centre mid, if you're if you're up front on the wing, defenders. Even I've seen defenders like dribbling out of <laughs> dribbling out of trouble. Like it's mad. Them, them man have been enjoying, bro. Every game they've won this 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 tournament, yeah. Edgware Road's been a madness after the game, where bro. Uh, I, was, I was ready to pack maybe the semi final, where I'm going go and, go and smoke a little shisha with Bossman after the game, bro. They got that one. Yeah, them man have been moving. They've been moving me heavy, man. Nah, they've been sick, heavy, heavily sick, bro. I saw, I saw a man saying after, oh, they're, yeah, they're gonna be favourites. For for the next Afcon, I said, "You man, you don't know how Afcon works, bro." Bro, so that's what yeah, yeah. that's 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 decided by the ancestors, man. bro. Af- Listen, Afcon's bro. a spiritual tournament. I'm telling yeah, you, it's a spiritual tournament. PNB don't even work in that tournament, bro. Nah, Everyone's it doesn't, PNB, man. bro. Yeah, was looking like an some any guy there, bro. That's when I thought <laughs> they, yeah, they were bad looking him, bro. Yeah, it's different. So, what are you thinking for the third, fourth, fourth place game? Then, obviously, Croatia. Man, I'm still, I'm still pissed off that they beat Brazil. By the way. It's been a whole. It's been nearly a whole week, and that is still burning my chest because that football terrorism that they do every single tournament. I mean, th- this team still has not won a knockout game in regulation I, since nineteen thirty eight. Bro, I can't believe they haven't got one wide forward that can just go past the player. Like not one. It's mad. That's what, like literally, like you produce Modric, Kovacic, Brozovic, but you can't produce a wide forward that can just. Yeah, you man. can't get a little bit of a techie, you know, mm. patient. Like, imagine they had someone like Mudrik, for example, the lad that plays for Ukraine. They would have, they would have, they would have, they would have caused it, it a lot would of make them such problems. like it would make them such a bigger threat in games because they they know how to control and proper stranglehold games. But when you yeah. watch them, yeah. they're like they just don't look like they're scoring. They have a bunch of centre mids, a couple tens, but you're like you need some it's pace, in front of some you. devastation. In front of you. Do you know what I mean, bro? If you put Mbappe and Dembele into that Croatia team, they would they would actually wreak havoc, bro. Ah, it would be ridiculous. Proper, proper, man. For so sure. it's it's a shame. But to be fair to them, you have to give them man credit, bro. They proper punch above their level. When you yeah. factor in mind that, mm. I think I saw that Croatia has only got a population of like 4 million people. Do you know what I mean? So you're talking about like population of London, maybe even smaller, yeah. And then, you know, World Cup semi-finalists, Euro semi-finalists, and then they reached, you know, last World Cup, they reached the final. So... Gotta give the man their props, but yeah, yeah. Um, um, I was tired of that Croatia narrative by the end, man. I was bored of it. I was like, yeah, I've seen you, man, like three tournaments in a row now, man. I needed, I wanted, like you said, I wanted that Brazil Argentina semi final, that would have been hot, but anyway, I wanted Brazil to win the whole thing, but then man flopped, so they gotta hold that, man. They gotta do, man. They gotta hold that. What are you thinking for the third, fourth place game, man? Look, I think, I think Morocco, it's a weird one because I think Morocco, they've treated it now like 
we've we failed. Obviously, they've still got that. They've, they've still got this last. I say last chance. They've still got this last opportunity to prove themselves on the biggest stage. I mean, coming third. You no, know, in, in this, there's no shame in there. I think they can do a little bit of damage against Croatia. Yeah, I, I, I think they can too. Um, the, the reason I think they can is because I thought like they've got a good mix of controlling games while still being um, aggressive enough to to get some goals. Because um, in this tournament, again, um, up, up, up until the France the France game, they only conceded one goal, and that was an own goal. Um, so I feel like if Croatia tried to play that game with them, where they're kind of, you know, um, even though I feel like Croatia, what Croatia are good at, um, and I may be underestimating it, is how they are, they're able to control games. Um, as much as they don't have that forward up front, I feel like every game is by their design. Um, they, they're able to shut off chances. They're able to create when they need to create and play through the middle quite a lot. And they have a lot of technical ability in that team um, to, to kind of make, make, make themselves get through the tournaments, as we've, as we've seen over the years. Um, but I want to say Morocco because of the way they play. And I feel like they're built for um, the, kind of, the kind of game that Croatia can bring. Um, because again, against um, against France, I feel like they've done well, and I feel like France are a team where they could potentially like do a lot of damage to Croatia if those if those ever played again. We even saw in the World Cup final. Um, so Croatia, um, sorry, uh, Morocco. Um, I'm gonna go with Morocco. Hopefully, they can they can they can come third and make make Africa proud. You know, be be come third after after all this time in the World Cup. Um, but. I can see Croatia causing an upset, making it a boring game. Yeah, classic Croatia with like Karen Mitchell front or something like that. Like no, <laughs> we, we we can't allow that to finish third in all honesty. No, no way. No what, chance. Mike, what are you thinking? I just think if if Morocco set up like they did against Portugal against Spain, where it's the low block and a counter-attack, I don't see how Croatia break them down. Because I like like we were discussing, Croatia have no wide forwards that can go one v one. Their, their centre forward, Cranrich, likes the ball to feet. He never wants to spin in behind. The other four they have, the, the big lad, they just cross it into him. And like Morocco are comfortable with that, to be fair. That's like when, when Portugal did that, they were just heading out the whole time. So I don't see how Croatia could hurt them. But also, you don't want to write Croatia off because Croatia was sort of side, but just find a way to win somehow. And also, I just feel like with Morocco, because of the amount of emotional energy they invested into the game yesterday and the fact that it, it probably meant more to them to win in Croatia, maybe not, not not because Croatia aren't passionate about getting to a World Cup final, of course they are, but like for Morocco, it's almost like a home tournament. You've got your family there, you've got like the whole crown supporting you. That's a lot of emotional energy they've invested into that game against France. And then literally, they played the game of their lives. I thought they played really, really well yesterday. And then another day, the second half, game. they were absolutely unbelievable. Excellent performance. So, and they still end up losing. So, I just feel like all of that might mean Croatia just have the slight advantage in terms of emotional stability and also being the really experienced side that can grind out wins. So I'll, I'll probably say Croatia might edge it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Morocco did the thing they have done in the past where they sit deep, they defend, they're straight, and then it comes to second score a few goals. Sean? Yeah, I don't I don't disagree too much with, with what's been said. I think, you know, the amount of um, mental and physical... Um, aspects that Morocco put into these knockout stages. And when you see like, you know, how many of their guys have gone down in it, like their, what was it? Size came off after 20 minutes yesterday. They're, 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 they're trying to, you know, like him, he was evidently not fit. Masrawi, good player, evidently not fit. You know, I think obviously, you know, they were just trying to ride out for their country, but 
I feel like the the psychological aspect and you know the amount of physical they've put into the tournament are just it would be great and it'd be a great achievement. I mean, it's a great achievement either way for where they've reached, but I think it might be a step, you know, too too far for them. Um, so yeah, I think physically their man just might be shot at this stage. Um, so especially those guys who are probably not used to you know that continuous game every three days. So yeah, mm. I'm gonna go with Mike, and I think Croatia just. Even though I'd like Morocco to win, but I think Croatia just. I think it would be like a really good way to cap, cap, cap off that fairytale ending, but it, it shouldn't be understated the amount of you know the emotional toll that that kind of result had yesterday. Um, it probably you know brings them down a massive level. I mean, you, you literally saw it full time. They all just like dropped to their knees and were just that that exhaustion just really hit them there. So, I mean, that really have a big key to play. But yeah, I, I hope they win. But it's gonna be interesting. I mean, what? Do you reckon this is you know, one of Modric's last dances we'll see on the big stage in terms of you know potentially getting silverware? It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Bro, he's gonna pull up to Anfield in February and have the game of his. Ah, oh, why have you got to remind me about that, man. bro? I've been <laughs> thinking about man. it. I've been thinking oh. about it, man. Why? Guys, why listen, have you been man. thinking about it, <laughs> bro? Listen, you know it's how it goes. On the main man. platform, bro. Like, you don't. You ain't got to do this, man. Just... <laughs> Man, 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 say you're airing out our dirty laundry. Oh, yeah. No one, no one, no one. Listen, man, I've not been thinking. <laughs> I've been having a great time not thinking about Liverpool. Now I've got to think about them again. Why have we got to, why have we got to remind hey, listen, me of stuff Put it to the back of my mind, man. We've still got one more one more big game. Don't, don't worry about Liverpool. <laughs> We've got one more big game. One more big game indeed. Um, in terms of style of play from from Argentina... Do you think it's something that's fairly sustainable that can help them go against France? Because from what we saw from France yesterday, they are very susceptible to attacks down the flanks. I think that's one of the things that Argentina have kind of like really implemented in their game kind of going forward recently. Do you think the way that they're setting up will help them in this final on Sunday? Julian? I definitely, I definitely think they could. Um, to be honest, the way they set up is very Messi-centric. It's it's mm. very... If, if, if Messi can kind of, you know, even in moments where they need a goal and Messi's not exactly getting the goal or assist, it's, is Messi able to draw in enough players to kind of make, make sure that Alvarez or uh, even at times Fernandez from midfield um, can, just run, can just run inside and kind of, and kind of, get, and kind of get, the part, get the movement to kind of get the, be on the end of passes. Um, and also, I'm not going to lie, in France, as much as, 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 you know, as much as they are finding this, they haven't been the most defensively, the most defensively sh- sure in this, in this, um, in this, in this tournament. They've, they've had moments where they've, where they've conceded some chances, even against England, um, against Morocco, we saw yesterday. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not actually sure that they can hold off um, Argentina um, and the, the, the passion and the, 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 the attacking prowess that they have because they've been pretty good like going forward. They've been aggressive. They've been pretty um, fearless. Um, Rodrigo De Paul, even though he's been so trash, oh my God. Um, <laughs> you've got players like Alvarez and Messi again. Um, so I, I'm, 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 I'm going to say that I'm, I, I'm, this is probably me as well. I'm not going to lie. The sweepstakes has kind of got me a bit gassed and I kind of just, you know, just, 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 just need, just need a, an Argentina win. But I think Argentina have something, man, for, um, for France. They've definitely got something cooking. Um, Mike, would you feel a lot more comfortable for Argentina and for Messi if um, if one um, upper Meccano comes back into defence as opposed to Canate? 100%. Because Canate, whenever he's played, has been 
unbelievable. Like, obviously, we, we say that as Liverpool fans, but genuinely, like, if you've watched him as a neutral this tournament, you can see why we rate him so highly. Like, he's a he's just a he's got everything you want from modern centre back. He's athletic. I think I think he's won to uh, like ninety five percent of his total duels. Wins is... every single duel, every single duel. He's so alert defensively as well. Like, he senses danger really, really well. Like for a young defender, that's one thing young defenders don't do that well. They're not pessimistic enough. But he senses danger really, really well. He's really alert. He's just a really all round top top defender, and his ceiling is incredible. Like genuinely incredible. So if he was to play on the weekend, I feel like he's a sort of player that could really like cause Argentina some problems in terms of just like he's so aggressive as well. He can be quite front foot, wind wind jewels. So he he would, I feel like he'd stop a lot of their attacks. But Upamecano, I mean, Kane had him on on the ropes in that game against England. There were a few times when Kane just spanned him. I feel like Kane was having a lot of, a really good time against him. Um, I'm just not really convinced by him. I think he's actually a decent player. Like probably better than people give him credit for. But I think the gap between him and maybe like a Konate is, is actually quite significant in terms of their ceiling, um, in terms of where we are at the moment. I actually think Konate is just a, a considerably better than, than Upamecano. So that'd mm. be a sign of encouragement for, for Argentina, for sure. Um, especially because he's sort of played at just like, well, speaking about Romero off off camera, like has a bozo moment in him. I thought like Upamecano sort of played that has a bozo moment in him where he'll just do something inexplicable. And you'd be like, why on earth did you do that? Like the, the, the one where Kane almost gets a penalty. It's not. I think it's because it's outside, it's not a penalty. But that was just a really bad challenge to make for a defender in that zone of the pitch. Um, and Upamecano has history of doing those sorts of things. So I feel like for Argentina, if he starts, that's being big, big, big encouragement. He's, he's a weird one, Upamecano, because it's like a weird passive aggressiveness to him, which almost leads to like a bumbling performance on the pitch, where he's like always like kind of two yards back because he just yeah. doesn't know when to kind of engage or disengage. It's, and bro, it's weird because he has actually decent fundamentals. Like he's quick, he's, mm. he's decent on the ball. Like he, he is a good player, but I feel like when you compare him to like the top young centre backs, like even someone like Saliba, I'm a, I'm a much bigger fan of his than I am of, of Meccano. I just feel like he's a level below those two, um, Saliba and Konate. And yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't really. I'm surprised he starts with France to be fair ahead of those two. Um, and yeah, I don't really see how he would cope with someone like Alvarez's smart movement or Messi producing a little moment of magic in that in that zone that he plays in. Wouldn't be a wouldn't be a TLF part if we could, didn't get some decent um, French young centre back uh, shouting there. So Saliba and Canate, uh, we hit the jackpot. We got bingo um, shown. I'll let you get some, I'll get, let you get a quick cut a quick Saliba promo if you want. Hey man, you man did it for me, boy. I was, I was, I was, I was gonna, gonna chuck a little reference, but hey, listen, man, we, we had to. We're, we're just chilling this tournament, man. Don't worry, man. We're, we're, we'll be there in the Euros a couple of years. I mean, next you, hey, you've we'll be been, do, been so. doing your talking in the league, you know what I mean? So fair enough. We're, 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 we're trying, man. So, but yeah, don't worry, man. It's uh, we're, we're doing. It's a marathon, not a sprint, man. With Saliba, so don't worry, man. We'll, we'll have we'll have our time. But in our, I think, um, do you know? Funnily enough, because I saw both Upa Makano and Kanate at Leipzig, and I have to be honest, actually, at that time. I thought Rupert Meccano was better. Um, I'll be totally honest with you. But I do agree that I think he's got... He's... Rupert Meccano is so much more bipolar. Like, he's actually he's actually quite decent on the ball. But that guy, that brother can give you a 9 out of 10 and he can give you a 1 out of 10. Do you know what I mean? So, whereas Kanate, I think, is just overall, like, there's a, there's a level of composure and solidness that he just has in him that you think is just repeatable on a regular basis, man. And he just has that physical frame. Which is just, and obviously it's mm. the thing we, us, us guys say about Saliba as well. It's just that what that transmits, you know, you know, like 
obviously you man see it like him and Van Dijk, right? You'd be shocked to come up against it. And, you know, as an Arsenal fan, that's what the blueprint we've been trying to work on, you know, having guys who are, you know, physical beasts who are good in their duels, who can cover, you know, big amounts of spaces as well, man. So, yeah, I would go with Kanate, you know, even though he's younger, but he's got top level experience. He started the Champions League final, right? So, um, yeah, man, I would I would go with him. But Deschamps is the sort of guy that tends to default to, you know, favourites, more experienced guys as well. So I think, I think assuming Upamecano and Rabio are fit, I think, um, I think they'll both start on, on Sunday. So yeah, the the Rabio one's an odd one because for far, I think probably had one of the better performances I've seen in the tournament so far from a midfielder. Yeah, you think so? I weren't feeling I it quite well. Tough, you know, I'm you? not impressed Did by Francis in midfield. Um, Too many yeah, had yeah. good moments, but so this is the thing with them playing a two and yeah. having Griezmann obviously floating. They have to cover so much ground. I think mm-hmm. the Shoemania performances, that's why they've been a little, that's why they've been crazy up and down. So when you mm-hmm. see them like getting hit on the counter and whenever they yeah. lose the ball in midfield, it has to cover mm-hmm. so much ground that it's just so difficult for it, them to kind it, of like put in a, anything above a 7 out of 10. It is. That's, that is one area where I'm keen to see how they manage that on because they do leave a lot of space in that midfield, like mm-hmm. you say, because, because Griezmann floats and um, yeah, that's that pivot has got a lot of ground to cover. So I'm hoping that you know Argentina can sort of find Messi in the half spaces, and, and you know he can work whatever, whatever. My my my, my main worry still is though that there's just too much PMP that Argentina won't be able to contain and won't be able to handle it because I think you guys mentioned obviously they try to push both fullbacks forward, but in that case, you know that might be in essence playing into France's hands because you know them guys are going to be waiting you see with Mbappe that guy doesn't track back you know so he's just waiting for that <laughs> for that moment as well man so I just I don't know man because Argent you know we spoke about Croatia not having wingers Argentina and another team they don't produce wingers really do they yeah. they produce mm. they produce centre mids they produce playmakers they produce forwards but there's never really a, I mean the last good winger was obviously De Maria but he's fried now isn't it do you know what I mean yeah so, one thing I would um, say yeah. to be fair to counter your point about Mbappe hurting them is that mm. the two the last two teams France have played, they've mm. operated in that zone where Mbappe's left space. Mm-hmm. So England mm-hmm. had um Saka, Henderson, kind of like a little double act on that side, um, worked really, really well and almost won England the game, really, mm-hmm. because Saka was probably England's best attacker on the day and was just absolutely sensational. He was killing um Hernandez. I mean yesterday I thought Hakimi attacked really well with Ziyech down that mm. side. Really and well. if you think about Argentina's best players, Di Maria's gonna start on Sunday. Messi pulls out to the right, um, and the right back. What's he, the is one the that's going to start though? He hasn't started last week. Apparently, he's going to start. No, apparently, okay. apparently they're saving him for the, they were saving him for the final. So he's he's got one more in him, I think. Well, um, they're keeping him in the freezer, like the Winter Soldier. Or something. Yeah, man, little little. <laughs> you know, they're keeping him in the chamber, man. He's he's he's, he's ready to come out. So uh, you think about their best attackers. Argentina's all best attackers all on that right hand side. Even also the right back. I think is is it Molina, the one that scored against the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. He looks good going forward so as well. So if you're having those three in that zone where Mbappe is not tracking back, that could be big problems for 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 for, for the French. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that's where um, Messi, Di Maria, and, and and maybe the others that pull to that side. I think even the Paul pulls that side as well. I'm hoping they can cause some damage down that side. No, it's a fair point. Now, yeah, I, I hope it, it might be like a game of like cat and mass to see who can who can catch each other right in it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, yeah, I just I just feel like what makes me plump for France a bit more is just their stability a bit more, just defensively as a side. Even though, like you said, they do leave gaps, um, they're not the most compact side. They don't, and and one thing that probably plays into they don't press really France. You know, they're happy to let you come onto them and hopefully exploit the gaps that you do leave. So. I don't know, man. I think it's an interesting one. It's an intriguing battle. Um, 
So, but yeah, man, we'll see. Yeah, I was um, just on the midfield as well. I was gonna just mention how with France's midfield. I don't know if you guys have um, felt the same way, but apart from Griezmann even having to drop in, the games have kind of dropped, um, kind of passed them by. Um, and I don't feel like that's been the case of Argentina's midfield. I feel like um, Enzo Fernandez has had a really good tournament. Um, put his name on, put his name in the lights. Um, Paredes has been a decent defensively. But um, with too many, as you've mentioned, um, he's had moments um, with France, especially against uh, the England goal. But for Fana and, to, and, and you know, even Rabiot's been, oh, he started the tournament well, but there's not been a lot of games where the France midfield has kind of turned up and, you know, been and been the difference in the game. And I feel like they've also been susceptible, susceptible to a lot of chances um, that they've conceded as well. So... That would be interesting. Alex McAllister as well. He's been he's been okay this this tournament. I feel like he's been quite good. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I think Argentina have something for France for France's midfield, especially. I'm glad you brought up um, Alexis McAllister because first of all, it's killing me that you might go back to Brighton with um, a World Cup winners medal um, and just like <laughs> pull it out and show, just show Billy Gilmore. It's like, yeah, this is a World Cup winners medal. That's just the weirdest situation you could ever think of of all time. But they said man, man got they said man got to go back and do rondos with Solly March and Lewis Stunk boy. He, he, he's not <laughs> but that he's brother's not gonna like, be interesting on. boy. <laughs> hey man he's gonna be living off that high for a while. Um but he's had a he's had a really impressive tournament kind of you know attacking and you know and kind of like tracking back too. Weirdly weird enough I kind of feel like he might be a little bit of a not a secret weapon but I think he might be a little bit of an unsung hero for this final. On Sunday, you know, you look at you look at Kunde playing playing right back. He's going to go up against him, and that was where Morocco kind of found a lot of their joy. Um, I kind of thought yesterday in terms of like getting in behind, and you know, there, there were so many situations where they probably could have scored from that side. Do you think he might have a bit of a you know, a bit of a sleeper impact on the final? Yeah, uh, you know what? That's that's the thing with this Argentinian team um, is that um, anyone, oh, of course, Messi, but it's possible for anyone to pop up. Um, in this team and actually make a difference. Um, I feel like Alex McAllister, um, Alexis McAllister, I call him Alex McAllister. This guy's the most British Argentinian ever. I <laughs> to God. But Alexis McAllister, um, I feel like, yeah, this tournament, he's, he's popped up. But I feel like, especially even though he's playing wide, he's been able to, um, he's been able to come into the middle a lot um, and and get, create create passes, even sp- spray it long, um, getting get, get in that kind of box-to-box position as well on attacks. Um, so he can be definitely um, someone that can cause some problems. Um, and he's not someone that um, uh, um, probably France are concentrating on, which is kind of a secret weapon that Argentina can have. So, yeah, man, for sure. Sean? Yeah, I, I feel like, obviously, you know, we've spoken about that Argentina don't play with wingers. Um, and we've spoken about that, you know, France leave a lot of gaps. So I think what might tend to happen is that you know, the the guys who play out wide, I think obviously like McAllister and Depaul, they're probably going to drift inside and maybe try and create overloads with Messi, you know, try and overload that pivot that France have centrally. So that might be an area where they can where they can get some joy, man. But yeah, I think McAllister's a decent player. I saw that he signed a new, I don't know why he signed a new contract, man, at Brighton, because you know that that their their chairman will, will hold you ransom, brother, until, you know, you pay Brighton what they, what they want in it. He could have left for a free this summer. So, but yeah, I think he's, I think he's a good player. I think, I think he's adapted well. Um, yeah. 
if he can drag like Kunde in, because obviously Kunde is naturally a centre back himself, so his, his inclination is not really to hold the hug the touchline himself as well. So there might be some gaps that he he can create as well, man. So I think, you know, and I think he's played well. I think he played really really well in the last game against Croatia as well, man. He linked yeah. up well um, with the other midfielders around him. So let's let's see let's see what he has, man. He's definitely um you know his stock's definitely risen as a result of this tournament. I'm impressed with him. He reminds me. You know, uh, we were talking because in our group, yeah, we're not really fans of like Emi Buendia, and he reminds me like a better version of like Buendia, actually. Um, you know, technical, but you know, a bit more, uh, just a bit more rugged around him, man. I like him, good player. Hey, listen, man, this, this what this Villa spell has done for him, but Buendia's stock has been absolutely horrendous. I mean, Mike, I know you're a big Buendia fan. What, 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 what have you been thinking about him at Villa? Hey, sorry, I, brother, you, you got to hold that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I got I have I have stocks in him but to be fair I've cashed out man because I diversified yeah, the portfolio yeah yeah man cashed out man I, I bought McAllister stocks a few actually a few months ago I I I, I dipped in the remember the when we, remember when we all had that intense discussion about whether we should sign Alexis McAllister on a free and yeah. then literally ten minutes later he came out he just signed a new contract <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, nah Buendia to be fair he's someone that was. Maybe tipped to be because you know what's happened with Argentina now is they have this new young core. So mm. Enzo Fernandez, um, Alvarez, oh, that, guy, as well. that guy is a that guy's a baller, yeah. Mart- Martinez, the, the, the goalkeeper and the center back, Martinez, uh, Romero, they have like these young players coming through. He was meant to be one of those, that was meant to be in that core too, but he's just he's just been so bad for Villa. I still think he's a good player, but I definitely wouldn't argue against McAllister being better than him, like no doubt. Like McAllister, I think, has got a bit more of the, that dog in him. Um, mm. technically probably more a bit better as well. He can play different roles. So I've seen him play on the left of a midfield four for Argentina. I've, I've seen him play in a double pivot for, for Brighton. I've seen him play number 10 for Brighton as well. So he's a proper ta- tactically switched on player, technically really astute player, aggressive, tenacious, good on the ball, makes good third man runs. So he's definitely better than Mundia, but I'm I'm really, really surprised by Mundia's fall off. Like genuinely really surprised by it. Speaking of fall offs, World Cup so far, obviously, we, there's so many players and so many teams that come in with big, big amounts of praise and promise and expectation. So for this this competition so far, it could be a player or it could be a nation. Who has been your biggest letdown and disappointment of this World Cup? Ooh. Do you know what? Yeah. I think I think Brazil. I think Brazil just because I feel like Brazil going to a lot of World Cups as favourites and people seem to forget this. So... It's 2014, they were the favourites for that World Cup. Obviously, home territory. They weren't a good side, but they were still the favourites. They obviously lose in emphatic circumstances, 7-1. 2018, they went into that tournament as like one of the favourites for sure. Neymar at his best. Coutinho at Barcelona at the time had, had a good half-season at Barcelona, having left Liverpool. They were tipped to do something. They lose to Belgium. And in this tournament, we're thinking, OK, finally, Brazil are going to do something. And look, we can complain about Croatia beating them, but on the day, I don't think Brazil did enough to win the game. I think Brazil were quite poor. And then they go and produce a moment of magic where Neymar scores one of the best goals you'll ever see at a World Cup. And then they concede inexplicably, literally the last minute of, of extra time, when they send like Danilo's forward, they send Fred, who's meant to come on to secure things. He's he's ahead of the ball at the time. And they concede a goal on a break and literally the dying embers of the game. And for me... For a side that have all the quality and talent they have, they have like, you know, Thiago Silva, you know, these uh, Casemiro, these guys who've won so many trophies. To to kind of 
lose the way they did and that they concede that goal and losing penalties. I just I just think it's just not good enough. I just think they should at the very least have been in the semi-final, at the very least for them. So I think they've underwhelmed um beyond like a few emphatic group stage performances, um, and obviously performance against South Korea, I think they've just underwhelmed, really. And uh yeah, just disappointing because I, I think for many of us, I tipped it, I thought it was gonna be a Brazil France final. I thought it'd be Neymar against Mbappe, I thought that would be the final. I just think Given the expectations, they've they've been a big letdown, a big big letdown. It felt like this is a tournament where everything kind of looked right for them. You know, I mean, we've yeah. been in tournaments in the past where you know they've been missing, you know, whether it be something in defence or something in midfield. Obviously, they've always been well stuck in attack. You know, years gone past, they've not really had that number nine. But it kind of seemed like this was the perfect storm for them. Everything was everything came together. They had the centre backs, they had the wing backs. Midfield was good, attack was good, goalkeeper brilliant. But yeah, they just when when it mattered the most, they just didn't deliver. Bro, even before the tournament, we were talking about Neymar having like a mix, like eighteen months of PSG. The kind of three or four months before the tournament, he was bringing back the field. Oh, he was on fire! Yeah, like literally every time I go on Twitter, I see a Neymar versus Leo comp, and he's done a he's like he's doing an absolute mazine in, in all of these comps. Literally, he's bring. He was bringing back the feeling. He literally had got himself fit and firing for this World Cup. He scores the goal of his life in this game. And you're thinking, okay, finally, Brazil found the moment they were looking for in this game. They've been poor in this game, but they found the moment. Mm-hmm. And to consider the way they did, I was just, I was just, I was frustrated with them. I really was. So they have to hold that. They really have to hold that. And for them, really, Neymar's gonna be what thirty four next World Cup. They got good players coming through, but like, I don't know, man. Brazil just. How can you go twenty years without winning the World Cup with the talent they produce as a country? I just mm. think it's, it's 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 actually a bit bonkers. It is insane, man. Sean, uh, who have I been disappointed by? Um, I can't really say Belgium. I ain't never really rated them like that. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, true. What, what whatever. Um, Holland, hmm. yeah, like I said, I don't really rate them. But I grew up with Holland being heavy ballers, man. You know, they always played sick football. So I just, what I saw them this tournament, I didn't really like it, man. Do you, know, do you know when I knew they all finished? They only have one van in that team. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Not they, enough they, vans, they, man. There's not enough vans, bruv. You bring know? the vans so, back. Yeah, yeah. Bring, That's the part right there. Man. Bring the vans back. <laughs> yeah. um, no, Big I one think... for you. What, what, are your thoughts on, um, what are your thoughts on Cody Gakpo? <sighs> just not even from this tournament, but as a player. I think, do you know what it is with him, yeah? When I look at him, his ball striking is sick. Like, off either mm. foot, he can clap. Um, but when I see him, and I've seen him play for PSV, he played against us this season in Europa as well. As a winger, I find him a bit stiff. Like, he's not you know, that like, intensity. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's very low intensity. He can't really beat people. Like, you know, he can't really beat guys like 1v1. He, he's, do you know what? He's kind of, he's very nice technically. He can ghost into space and he can shoot. But I'm not, like... Even though he scored quite a few goals this tournament, I didn't look at him playing for. Ah, oh, brother, I want Arsenal to sign him. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't, mm. I, I wasn't, I wasn't wowed by him at all. So yeah, I thought, yeah, bit of I a no for me. In our group chat, Fai compared him to Deli Ali, and I think it's a really good comparison in that. I think he's more refined technically than Deli Ali, um, but he's a moments player. And like initially, when I saw him in the tournament, I was thinking, hold on, this guy's got something. But then the more I watched him, I just thought he's too peripheral in games for me, and also he's low intent. If he, there's two combination. It's a bad combination, I think, when you're a low intensity player and you're also very peripheral in games. You, you're not. You're very yeah. low volumes in terms of touches and shots, because you can produce moments of magic, but it's not sustainable for me over a long period of time. And I thought what we're going to see with him is he's going to especially especially in the prem. Yeah, especially in the prem. You, you'll, you'll sign for a big yeah. club. 
and have loads of moments, but then eventually he's going to have like a really long period where he's not doing much, and they're going to be like, Yo, what's going on with this guy? My man's not really doing much. So he's a he's a, he's a a no for me, but like I think there's definitely talent there, but not at my club. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, 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 at the start of the tournament, I was uh, a couple, I saw a couple of things that I was thinking, mm, I like him. You know, big, strong. Um, I like the way he, his, I, li- I liked his movement. I liked the way he was technically tidy for a big man as well. Then as the tournament went on, I was like, hmm, let me actually think about him realistically in the big team. I feel like if you went to a team that like literally created bags of chances were just um, chances machines like Man City, um, I can see him doing very, relatively well because of the team, the talent that's around him. But if a team was to take like a big punt on him, and you know, and you know how these these um, um you know you know the market these days with, with how much they were willing to spend on him. Is he worth it's going it? to be like nah, 60, man. 65 million. It's not, it's not worth yeah, it, man. Nah. No, he's not, he's not worth it, man. Good nah, guy. Looks like a good guy. Yeah. I, I think my, my general disappointment is probably one of Germany or Portugal, if I'm to be totally honest. Germany, you crushed out of the group stage. Shameful, you know. Them guys have been in the mud ever since they did Ozil dirty. So until they apologise to him, their man are not seeing heaven. Um, and then, what is it? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Portugal, they have as talented a squad as anybody in world football. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. now, hopefully, Ronaldo retires. I can support these men properly and these guys can <laughs> develop some proper cohesion. Do you know what I mean? So because when you look at Portugal's squad, you're like, there's hell of talent in this squad um, yeah. and they need to, to fix up. Even when I watch them, like, I'm like, I'm watching Bernardo Silva play for Portugal. I'm like, this brother don't look like he cares when he plays for Portugal, you know. You see when he plays for City, this brother's a Duracell battery, bro. He's up yeah, it's like, where, where's, where's this absolute bastard that I see week in, yeah, week out for City? Yeah, yeah. He's just he, not there. He, he doesn't look like he cares that much. when he. I don't, I don't know what, but remember even Cancelo got dropped for Portugal. Um, yeah, I just I would, and they need to start playing Rafael Leal proper, you know, bro. Um, bro, it's because uh, it's because Touchline said it best, man. We've been saying it for years 80% pep. When pep ain't there screaming on the touchline, yeah, yeah, it's true. These men ain't bothered like that, yeah, man. They're giving they, away passes. It's, it's true, it's true. Yeah. Because because you see KDB when he's for Belgium, yeah. You see when Pep's iOS system is is, is not there working in full effect. It's, it's glitching, <laughs> K, K, KDB <laughs> trying to go to middle wing, brother, and he's spamming it out of play, bro. You're just giving the ball away bare. So yeah, no, I've been um yeah, some, 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 yeah, yeah, some of these guys are looking a bit hmm when they're not with Pep, you know. Because they're gonna go back to Pep now, bro. You're gonna see them, bro. First game that I know they're gonna mash a six-nil with a Harlan Hatrick or something, bro. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm, look, I'm looking at these players a bit funny still so yeah but i think yeah portugal or germany would would have been my overall disappointments of the tournament still because uh, hey, right. for what they have you'd expect a lot more from both of them completely agree i mean you you, you i mean you, you might be on something here about the uh the pep aura kind of pre and a few of these men up because diaz was made to smell that guy from uh, morocco's ass mm, um, stinky. When he had that it was stinky bro that guy but yeah whenever he's not here, whenever he's not near pep looking spooky you think these players will, be, will get away with some of those things that they're getting away with in the World Cup if Pep was on the sideline drinking water? <laughs> <laughs> Stone Island jacket, looking at Diaz, stinking up. He, nah, 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 nah. These, these men have the fear of Pep in their hearts. Bro. They won't be one of that much. <laughs> Portugal would be my pick as well. Um, and I think there's a few men that need to kind of uh, follow Ronaldo into international retirement. Because if I, if I see Joao Mario in another Portugal squad, I, I, I just don't know what, what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> Right now, also, he, 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 you know, you know what killed me? Yeah, I saw. So, sorry, Julian, come in one sec. I saw that Pe- Pepe is thirty nine, bro. So Pepe has done three World Cups in his thirties, bro. This brother is time. <laughs> yeah, it's time to pack. He needs to rest, man. 
it's time to pack it in. It's packing. You, you've you've had enough. Like you're, it's come to the point. You're you're being greedy, now, isn't it? Let someone else have a turn, bro. Mm. Yeah, how many World Cups you've played? I swear, man's played right. at least five World Cups in it. It's, it's you, yeah. you've had your time, bro. He saw Carvalho in there, man, eating for years. The moment I get my chance, I ain't letting it slip. The guy, a decent but, centre back as well. That that guy who plays for Benfica, like who was just like chilling on the bench. So yeah. that's what that's yeah. what I said. We put Portugal have a six squad, you know, and I saw they sat their manager today. So the next tournament, I'm gonna be rooting for them because I think they've got a lot of good players, man. But they they need to perform properly as well. Do you guess they, Ronaldo's gonna go quietly though? Because I, ho- I hope so. If I see ego, Ronaldo man. at the next tournament, man, brother, you're I, you've had enough, man. Like yeah. allow it in it, allow it. Yeah. Think about the old days. Yeah, they, they're the they're old, old days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. So this might be a Portugal dumping session, yeah. But quickly, that day with Costa goalkeeper, he's trash, man. I, nah, I wouldn't, that, that bro, I wouldn't write him off. I wouldn't arse, write him off man. this early, bro. No, really? no, bro, bro, bro. Really? Bro, bro. He, he looks like twenty eight, fam. Fam, do you not remember him in the Champions League for Porto this season as well against Marseille? I can't remember. Do you? Did you guys see that Every game? Every year. Bro, I, saw, I saw him in the. Listen, we played them last year, and that guy was ass. Do you know what it is? He's ass, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's 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 erratic, bro. He's very very erratic, man. Like I just I w- I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him at all, man. At all. Yeah. Was saying, like, I was even saying to Babs he... as well. It was like um, it's weird that Chelsea fans want to sign this guy when he's like the most erratic person, considering the most erratic person you've already got between the sticks. It's like he's like a what like for light replacement. He's a sort of okay. he's basically like any young goalkeeper who's good with his feet in that like very very erratic. So if you sign him, you're gonna to have to go through some mad growing pains when he's playing for you. But I feel like eventually he'll kind of like become a more sophisticated goalkeeper because there's some there is definitely something there, but at this tournament he has not been good at all. At all. But the thing is, Portugal are quite a good defensive team. So to see the def- actually, to be fair, mm. were they this this tournament? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? One thing I will give him though, I was joking about him being twenty eight. He's he's still quite young, so we'll give him some time. But my God, some of the things that I was seeing, scary, oof, scary, scary, I know, scary. I know. I know. Rui Patricio was sitting on that bench like I ain't eating, even yeah. if he's like you know ninety years old. But yeah, I mean it's 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 been a it's been a good World Cup, man. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. I, I came in, into this with like no expectation, but you know it's given me a good break from the Reds. It's been oh absolutely shit, sorry. Nothing... Giving you my, my disappointment, yeah, and I and I, and I kind of want to let, let this one be known because uh, Go on. you know th- th- this team. I think we kind of skirted past this um because God knows why. Ghana, fucking hell, blood. How do you let Uruguay dump on you again? How do you miss another penalty again? How do you just be Ghana and just be disappointed, bro? Like, Julian, you fuck, see Suarez's man? performance in that game? How no, do you not... let Suarez? <laughs> not believe it. Suarez was running wild with a belly. And what was guys? Bear in mind, Suarez has been washed for at least three years now. At least three years, and he ran. He said, "He said I still got one more in me for you guys." That racism was flowing through his veins, bro. He, was, he had to, he had to raise that somehow, bro. Yeah, super Saiyan. He's ridiculous. Bro, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was seeing the old nutmegs. I was seeing the little shimmies. I was thinking, nah, 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 nah. But, but from time when Ghana was still, crazy. 
from time when the IU brothers is still starting for you, bro. Like this is this is like um Ahmed Musa still starting for Nigeria, bro. Yeah. Listen, you you're you're not gonna see the promised land when you're letting some of these things happen. Bro. Let so, it yeah. go, man. You have to let those guys go. Phase them out, I, man. I can't lie, that was a beautiful day for me, boy. The blood <laughs> man, Ghana went I was enjoying. In, in one. I said, yeah, I was I was toasting, I was eating suya, celebrating that day happily, bro. That was a beautiful, beautiful day, man. So yeah, that man gotta hold was, it as well, bro. Sorry. Mad disappointed, man. I was like, really, like, really. You, you let Uruguay dump on you and Suarez dump on you again after all that talk, all that build up. Like, there's certain men in that team that have spent more of their life hating Uruguay than actually being alive, and then they they got dumped out like that. Come on, man. Like, that's that's not serious, bro. Yeah, that was disappointing still to to see them losing that fashion. And also the chance for you to go through as well. Oh, mate. Yeah, how you get, yeah, yeah. Nah, man. 12 years later. Still disappointing. Still disappointing in Africa. Go on, man. Proper anime stuff. You know, like when you have kids, sees, you know, in anime, some, some, some mad trauma goes away, trained silently for 12 years, and then just still gets mashed up by the person who you know did him wrong in the past. It's proper. It's it's perfect perfect analogy. It's like with Sasuke. I, I don't know if you guys watch Naruto, but it's like when Sasuke thought he was a bad man because he learned Chidori, and he, he touched you, just batted him up in the corridor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tachi said, "Come back to where you're ready." <laughs> oh, Damn, get out of here, man. <laughs> looked at him and went, "You're still not ready," and then told yeah, him to go back. Not ready, bro. Yeah. The only one who was ready was Kudus, man. And but yeah, if it, honestly, if it wasn't for yeah, Kudus, bring him, bring him, to, bring him to Anfield, by the way. Bring him to Anfield. And listen, I need that. That guy, he was the only one with the only one from that Ghana squad who could come, with, come away with any pride. I mean, the guy that did the Sui celebration, I, I, I hope he's not sleeping properly at night because that was just absolutely <laughs> taking the piss. <laughs> that might, actually, that might be my highlight of the tournament, to be fair, because like, that's like grade A shit, I was really. Um, but yeah, before we go off. What are your thoughts? Can't put it all on the table. What are you all thinking for Sunday? Scores and winners. Yeah, man, I'm gonna be at that live show. Just pray Messi's got one more in him. One more. <laughs> I need. Do you know, I just need it more than you believe, guys. I just need this player that's given me all this joy, man. The player that was there when I did my GCSEs, when I got my first lecturing job. This guy's been there for ev- for everything, man. I need him to. Just, I, I'm, I'm gonna. Through faith, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Messi's gonna give me one more special performance. I'm gonna say three one Argentina. I think Mbappe scores first, and then Messi goes. You know what? I've got one more in me, and he's gonna rise it, get an assist, maybe get a little penalty goal. Alvarez steals it with the third one on, on the break. I'm gonna say yeah, three one Argentina. But it's more out of faith and just that I can't imagine my boy losing two World Cup finals. He he's not gonna do that to me. I know he's not. My God is bigger. My God is bigger. Sean? Now, you know what? One thing you can't deny with Argentina is that their man have got dog in them. Heavy, heavy. Their man will fight till the end, bro. So I've got to rate them heavy for that. I, I'm still just doubtful. I just feel like France are slightly stronger, which is why I'm going to go 2-1 France. But I would love for that fairy tale ending for Messi to just... I would even love for him to clap and then just be like, all right, boom, after that, I ain't playing international football no more. That would be a sick way to end it. But um, If I'm him, I'm retiring from all football, to be fair. Yeah, he could easily mm-hmm. just say, after that, boom, um, I'm chilling. I'm I, don't even need, I don't even need to kick ball again. But 
now I think I think he always said he's going to go to America in it. So he's probably going to go like after the season with PSG. He's probably going to go like MLS or something. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I want him to, I want him to slap. Um, but yeah, man, my head is just telling me two on France, so that's what I'm gonna go. Julian, yeah, um, I'm I'm with everyone, man. I really want um, Argentina to win for multiple reasons. One is the sweepstakes, so I can um, win some uh, money before Christmas. Um, two because <laughs> because of Argentina's um, legacy. Um, I'm not Argentina's legacy, Messi's legacy. Like to see, I feel like that. In football, there's footballers that deserve, um, you know, certain accolades and certain competition wins. Um, we've seen in the past, you know, players like Steven Gerrard, you know, the, the, he, he, I feel like he deserved the Premier League. You know, uh, Michael Ballack deserved something outside of a league title. Um, you know, uh, players like Thierry Henry at Arsenal, I would have liked to see them win the Champions League. No, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not like that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. To see to see Messi to see Messi not, um, not go out with a with a World Cup, the greatest player that we've all seen, the best player that we've seen, and kickable will, will be will be tragic. So I would like, I would love to see Messi um, end it end it here. You know, if Messi if Messi says after this World Cup, fuck that PSG man, I've done my thing. You lot, nah, hold that for the rest of the season. In it, nah, I ain't coming back. Still, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling with my World Cup, World Cup medal. But of course, you have to finish off the season. But I would love it would be perfect for Messi to say, "Yeah, this is it." Chavi, Chavi, picture. I'm out. I'm out the game after this World Cup. But that's not the case. But I still want him to get that World Cup, man. So, Messi, I'm gonna say a one nil, a one nil. Listen, if the wonderful world of professional wrestling has taught me anything. It's that you never rarely get that last moment. You never get that last moment to go out on top. That being said, um, way everything has gone in this tournament, they got that early bump out against Saudi Arabia and they've just been consistent ever since. So I'm going to say 1-0 Argentina win. I think it'll be tough, but I think they've just got enough in them they're too, they're too strong as a unit. They know what the collective goal is at the end of the day. It's to make sure that Messi does go out on top. And when you've got everyone working towards that, that, that common goal, you know, it's just going to go in one direction. So I think he's going to get, I think he'll bag, you know, kind of 55th minute. It'll just be really tense, kind of 10, 15 first. But yeah, I can see a one in Argentina win. I, I, but that being said, I've got France in the sweepstakes, so I kind of hope they win as well, just so I can get a little bit of cash in my pocket before Christmas, so that'd be quite nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, everyone's got their own little agendas, man. You guys are listen, selfish, man. Hey, listen, I lie, man, they're not doing it for the love of football, bruv. They're, yeah, they're, man, you're talking about money. Hey, listen, but, man. But do you know what? I, 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 I hear it, bro. Cost of living crisis, pamming yeah, everyone, man. I need every yeah, yeah, I, I can it. get, bro. I hear it, man. Minus seven degrees outside. I need to put my heating on still. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to lie as well. Another one is that. I'm not going to lie. Mbappe, you sounded too easy. There's no way you're getting into two World Cups and you're winning two off rip. Like, no, 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 no. It don't, it don't, it don't go like that. The legacy might be too strong. It might be undeniable if he gets two at this age. Before 24, you're mad. That yeah, that's a insane, mad bro. legacy. It don't, it don't run like that still. You can't, you can't, you can't just jump in the game. You, you, you need a couple of failures. One Champions League and COVID season ain't enough. You, you, you need to hold at least one one big loss. This, this has to be it still. you got to earn your stripes, young blood. You know what I mean? 
even though he scored but, in the World Cup final already and got and got hey, man, he, World he, Cup, he, he was a demon in that final as well. He's an absolute demon. I, I still can't believe it. Like, I think I tweeted it yesterday. No matter how much I see this guy plays, I'm always left going. I can't. I, I can't believe he, he he does this. He's just like an absolutely breathtaking player, and the same goes for Messi as well. I mean, what he did to um, Guardiola, it was just absolutely, just absolutely insane. And if you want to watch. This World Cup final, you know the only place to do it. There's still a few early bird tickets remaining, um, so head over to the link that is in the bio for this podcast. The Sustain Fracas World Cup final live show, um, Sunday the 18th of December from half past two till half past seven at Trapdoor at the O2 Arena. I've really enjoyed this pod. I've really enjoyed doing all these pods um, during the World Cup. It's been really good to obviously interact with not only my Kef boys, but guys from across the Touchline network have shown. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, hopefully we can do this again quite soon. Julian, Mike, you know it's always a pleasure. Um, so yeah, I've been your host, Chris. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of World Cup Fracas. Guys, we're back tomorrow with some any other business uh, questions about the World Cup. Um, and yeah, we'll see you soon. Cheers. Peace. Podcast Network.